you'd better get started, because if you don't get the whole lawn done by sundown, you won't get the quarter I promised you. I'll be watching you so you don't think you could spend the whole time drinking and frittering away. Ow! Help! I'm being attacked by a hooligan! Help! Help! Drunken Zombies. Lousy for lawn work, great for podcasting. Log into DrunkenZombiePodcast.com for all your horror podcasting needs. Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Everybody, welcome to the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Yeah, it's it's going all right. How about you? It's going awesome. I'm in a awesome. great wow. I'm in a great mood tonight. Why pa- are you in such a good mood? Partly because the music we're listening to. This band is called Anchorhead. They do a uh, type of music they like to call Darth Metal. It's a death metal version of Star Wars. Dude, I love this stuff. The only way I think that this music could be any cooler is if I could b- listen to this while eating a Philly cheesesteak and getting a blowjob. I thought that was what the head part of Anchorhead was all about. It very well could be. I think you're supposed to be listening to the music while you get a blowjob. Hey, Star Wars, a anything an is good. I mean, I'm a Star Wars geek, old school, but, you know, Star Wars and death metal? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know about Star Wars anything. Did you see that last god-awful Star Wars two-hour-long fight battle cartoon thing? I did. Clone Wars? I literally fell asleep. I I fell asleep (laughs) in the theater watching that. Okay, old-school Star Wars. And by the way, Anchorhead only does the uh, first three movies. 
in their oh, that's music. Good. So yeah, we're I like talking, the first three movies. Talking Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. No fucking new trilogy shit. Just old school. Yeah, I, I can get behind that then. Uh, you and I differ on the new trilogy. You think that it's good. I think that it's. You know, I I, I have a hard time describing how fucking terrible I think that the second trilogy is. But that's, that's you see, I, I think you're kind of overselling my opinion on it. I don't think it's well, I just, good per se. It good. I think it's decent. I think it's it's what I think it is. I think it's Star Wars. Is that well, a good a way to put it? Lot that, of not saying anything. Well, it's Star Wars, so you know you want to know how the story goes. You watch Star Wars. Is that a cop out? <laughs> yes, that's what they call begging the question. <laughs> it's also what they call begging to get hit in the face with a beer bottle. <laughs> oh, Perhaps shit. it's best that there's a state in between us. <laughs> I, I happen to have a bottle of Negra Modelo in my hand. Is that how you say that? Yeah, Negra Modelo. Modelo? If you're, Modelo? Yeah, Negra Modelo. Got to do the sound of the D. Modelo. It always messes me up because Negra ends with an A, and then you got Modelo ends with an O. It should be Negro Modelo or Negro Modela. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Where's Senora when you need her? You need to go back to high school with this bottle of beer and ask her a question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. So, dude, you got anything that uh, pisses you off this week? Yeah, you know. I, I kind of, I kind of do. I, I, there's some things that piss me off that are definitely not funny. So let me talk to you about soccer practice today. Okay. Which, which, kind of, it kind of pissed me off. Today, for the people at home listening to this podcast, we're recording this podcast on the Jewish New Year, on Rosh Hashanah, and uh, I can talk about this because. When my people came to this country, it was Simon Galitsky that came over on the boat, okay? Anyway, we go to the park for our soccer practice, and my son's team is using the same tiny little section of field that they always use for soccer practice, and there's this goddamn great big park that is, you know, people are welcome to use, and... For some reason, this one little corner of the park where we always practice soccer and there's never anybody there, there's like 250 people there, just families all congregating, and it, it's it's a big celebration of, of Rosh Hashanah, and they're they're blowing on the horn and they're 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 singing songs and and having a good time, and that's cool and all. It makes the the job of the coach a little tough because it's, there's a lot more noise and the kids are you know looking over at the families doing their thing and all, and that's fine. But then, then they all decide to break for the next part of the, the celebration. And I'm, I'm going to confess my ignorance here. I, I am technically, you get right down to it, you, you trace the line on my, on my mother's side, that's the Jewish side of my family, so that makes me technically a Jew, though non-practicing don't know very much about my people's religion. So anyway, I, I assume there's some part of the ceremony where they have to go to a body of water, because it, it, they all stopped, and then in, then they, they tried to walk to the other side of our soccer practice, where there was this, this big pond. Just, it's really kind of a gross pond. It's surrounded by like goose shit, and they, they run the aerators in it sometimes to keep the algae from choking it. So, 
I mean, we've been practicing here for like an hour, and they they're they're, they're having their celebration like right next to us. They can see we're practicing. Just you know, like eight little kids and a and a coach. Well, so they just start trying to walk directly to the pond, right through, right through our practice. Really? That seems yeah, like so, exceedingly inconsiderate. It was totally inconsiderate. And so the, the coach is like, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to do a scrimmage here. And this, this old lady just shoots her this look like, ah, what the hell? It's just this dirty look. So I grab a soccer ball, and I start dribbling it up and down the sideline, like like totally getting in people's way, just, just being right in front of them. And my son looks over, he's, Dad, what are you doing? And so I say my big, like, loud, outdoor voice, I said, I'm trying to keep these people from walking through your soccer practice. And I'm, like, yelling it as I'm weaving in and out of these people <laughs> who are walking through the soccer practice. And some of them are cool. They're like, oh, whoa, whoa, you know, what are we doing here? And they, they start walking around. And others, they just keep, like, pretending they can't hear me. So this one guy, he's walking, and I just start dribbling the ball in front of him while he's walking, and I'm looking at him in the face, and I kept going, I'm trying to keep these people from walking through your soccer practice. I'm, like, looking at him, making eye contact. He's just, like, grinning and, and continuing to walk through. and It, it was asinine. I, I was loud and obnoxious and diverted some of them, but he just said this group thing. It's like, well, you know, because there's 250 of us, you know, screw you, nine people right there that have been doing this for the last hour you know we, there's more of us so we'll just pretend that you don't matter or we don't notice you or whatever well that's amazing to me that especially given that it's a religious observance that yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you you know i don't know well, actually, be thinking a little uh, a lot of bad experiences with organized religion so i perhaps perhaps that was just god's way of putting the uh, the jewish people right on the same list as the baptists i don't know <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah, well, that pisses me off. So all you people, all you people, you know who you are that went to that uh, Rosh Hashanah celebration uh, in Davis. You're rude. You're rude people. And I, I realize you're starting a new year and you're supposed to be forgiven. I'm not forgiving you. Maybe. Ha, what do you well, think don't you think that they should have like a New Year's resolution to not walk through people's fucking practices? One would think maybe I'll show up at the synagogue on Saturday and, and see start if I kicking can get a soccer ball time. up and down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, apparently you people don't mind, so. And someone's what, gonna mean, go, what, what do you mean, you people? Apparently, we people don't mind. Because I'm in the club. I figure if I'm Jewish enough to get tossed in the oven, I'm Jewish enough to, to be part of we people. So that's what pisses me off. What pisses you off? Oh, what pisses me off? You know, when <laughs> I, I had a, a, a incident uh, last weekend, it was kind of funny. And I, you know, I don't even really know who I'm pissed off at. If I'm pissed off at myself, if I'm pissed off at my son for not listening, I'm not really sure. But we're at the grocery. You know what I do in a situation like that? What's I just that? blame George Bush. Yeah, that's a good idea. So uh, Julie had her book signing on Saturday, and so I was all really proud of her and wanting to make a special dinner for her. And so we're at the grocery store, which is uh, Trader Joe's, so it's kind of a smallish little market. It's not very big. And I get up, uh, I've decided that I'm going to make fondue for Julie. So we're going to have like a cheese course, meat course, and then a chocolate course. So we get up, we've got our cart, and we get up to the checkout, and we're like the second cart back, and it dawns wait, on Wait, 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 hold on a second. Yes. I'm, I'm not 
entirely dialed into the fondue thing. I understand cheese course has melted cheese. Yes. And a chocolate course has melted chocolate. Yes. You melted meat for the meat course? How do you do that? No, what you do is uh, you put a broth or an oil in the pot, and you heat it up to it's a, to a boiling temperature, and then you put meat in it to cook, and then you take the meat out, dip it in a sauce, and eat it that way. Gotcha. So it's, okay. Go it's on. not actually. Yeah. It's not. It's not molten meat. No. It's that's the cooking medium. How you handle that. And that has been your food moment for the day. Anyway. Thank you. So uh, sit there at the cash register. I tell Allie. Allie, we need some more milk chocolate. Can you go down to the next check stand and get some chocolate? Thad, stand right here. Hold on to the back of this cart. I'll be right back. I run to the back of the store, which is not that far. I'm gone like a minute. Grab a thing of cream. I come back to the front, and the cart is tipped over on my son. There are groceries all over the floor, and there's about five people standing around my son. And so I I can't figure out if I'm the idiot for leaving him or if he's the idiot for standing on the side of the cart and tipping it over after I told him to stand there and don't do anything. No, he's the idiot. He's old enough to know not to do that crap. You do tell him. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm getting all the glares from all the other parents. Like, how dare you leave your kid alone here? So it was brutal. Did you just tell people, hey, it's okay? It's not. He's okay. He's okay. We got him dusted off, and he he was fine. But a little scared, I think. He was crying. And uh, my when my kid was a just a little guy. I mean, just barely walking. I had him in the cart. And I was pushing the cart outside, and I, I inadvertently, I was I was talking to my kid, and, and I was not watching where I was driving, and I drove it off the concrete, like, into this, like, a three, four-inch drop into a planter, and the whole cart, like, just tipped over, and I, I had to, like, catch my my kid. It was, it was traumatic. <laughs> like a big cart spill flying baby thing. Maybe we're not cut out to be parents. That might be it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, though, there are moments, though, where they'll just crack you up. <laughs> this isn't a, I'll p- what pisses me off thing at all. But So we have this book. It's called Ask Me. And it's basically like con- converse, it's a book of conversation starters for your family. So it has questions like, you know, what's your favorite color and why? Um when your what is the your favorite story that your parents tell about you? You know stuff like that, just kind of general family questions. And so uh, the, we we leave this on the ta- on the kitchen table, and sometimes you know we'll we'll flip it open while we're eating dinner and read a question or two to, just to talk. And uh, one of the questions the other night was, uh, "What bad word do you think is funny?" And so I tell the kids, they both start giggling, you know, and I say, "Okay, oh, I, yeah. this one time." I'll give you a free pass. You can say whatever bad word it is. You know, go ahead and tell me what bad what bad word you think is funny. And so my daughter, who's nine, she kind of giggles and gets all shy, and she's like, "I like that one that Hellboy says." And Julie says, "Well, which one's that?" And she's like, "You know." And Julie says, "Oh, he double hockey sticks." And she, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, she's giggling and stuff. She's all shy. And uh, Julie says, okay, okay. And uh, I turn to Thad and I say, what about you? And he says, pussy! (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't doesn't flinch. 
He does. He doesn't pause. He says it in his loudest, proudest voice, and it was all I could do to not just die laughing right there. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, the question is, what word was funny? You could laugh. Uh, yeah. Well, you I saw, I smiled, but I, you know, I don't want to encourage it because clearly, you know. Oh yeah. If you got a reaction. Right. Yeah. This is a. It was a one shot thing, but oh, dude, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, not little bad. kid swearing is great. My my kid is reading, and he was trying to sound out the word um, "sit." For some reason, he just kept going "shit, <laughs> shit." He got stuck on it. <laughs> he just it's, no, no, it's not. A, what does that say? So, what's the word "shit"? <laughs> it was just that cute little five-year-old voice <laughs> killing me. Swearing kids. How great is that? Awesome. All right, dude. So uh, that's all I got pissing me off. You got anything? anything no, else? no, that, that's enough. Anything else? Okay. Well, I, so, I'm trying uh, to figure out whether I should invest half a million bucks to, to buy this thing right as the market is tanking <laughs> with the idea that I'm going to sell it You know, after I buy it. I, that's kind of pissing me off. Will yeah. someone please get this, this fucking market together? Yeah, the... Uh, Economy is going to be interesting, I think, through the election until, you know, things kind of get decided. I think things are going to be a little tough. Yeah, it's it's making selling stuff kind of weird. I, I People would that think had so. financing all of a sudden don't. Yeah, and, you know, banks are tighter. They're definitely looking at things a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be... The few banks that are left. <laughs> right, the few remaining banks. Right. Anyway, so uh, on a totally, let's uh, move on to our topic of the evening. Uh, what I wanted to discuss: uh, cartoons. Both uh, cartoons. Go- cartoons. Gordon and I are both huge kind of animation fans, and Gordon, I think, is a cartoonist and a graphic artist. Probably, you know, comic books also are really appealing to us. We've been fans for a long time, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, we're talking animated cartoons, though. Not in this not case, right? Cartoons. But we, yeah, we. I'm saying we're fans of the, everything. But tonight. The main focus will definitely be on the uh, the screen, the animated screen, as it were. It were. It were. Yeah. You know, one of the great things that happened when I went to college, when I finally got out of that little crappy town I grew up in, was as soon as I got here, festival of animation going on. Like Spike like, and Mike's? Yeah. And Sick and they Twisted? Go to, the, yeah. go to the Crest and, you know, this amazing theater and see, sit down and watch just great independent gross, funny, unusual, well-done cartoons on the big screen. That's awesome. It is awesome. I I used to love going to those shows. Yeah. Yeah, some of them made it big. I mean, I remember watching Tin Toy, and then the the outfit that did that one, you know, they started the, the, the Tin Toy with their with their logo and it's this little desk lamp bouncing around and then it jumps on the the word pixar and then looks at you and mm-hmm. you know that that little group of animators did okay they did yeah they did well and for themselves what's another frog baseball you ever frog seen that baseball one? yeah mike judge yeah frog baseball becomes beavis and uh, butthead beavis and butthead absolutely yeah you can say yeah i saw that stuff back when <laughs> yeehaw it's funny though the ones that were truly my favorites never really went anywhere like lupo the butcher 
<laughs> that went somewhere. Wasn't that in a uh, a commercial for like Converse high tops? It was, wasn't it? But God, I loved that cartoon. Oh, but he's son tr- of a beach, son of a beach, flat again. And he's trying to like push his head up with his tongue. Oh, dude, that's so funny. That and uh, Nippleus Nipplebead. You remember that one? That wasn't in the uh, the fest that I saw. I had to actually go online and, and watch that eventually. Yeah, that was good. For the, for lowered, the, lets the people out of the pit with his uh, right. People giant people don't know. There's this little village of these like little green troll guys, and uh, one of them they all have nipples and they're very proud of them. And the one the one in the village is named Nippleus Nippleby Nippleby, and he, the song always stuck in my head. My name is Nippleus Nippleby. You won't find a nipple anywhere on me. <laughs> anyway, a bunch of them fall in like a Burmese tiger trap, and it turns out that uh, Nippleus Nippleby has hung like colossally, and so they all climb out on his cock, and so <laughs> that's uh, had a good moral to it to be to boot. <laughs> Don't make fun of people with no nipples because they have giant pen giant peni. Exactly. So anyway, that was another one. That remember Dirty Bird? That was also a oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. The cat came back. It was a great one. And then some of the weird ones were really cool too, like Deadsy and Balance. Remember Deadsy? I don't remember. Like stop motion animation of like this metallic skeleton type thing. Dead time stories for big folks. No, I don't remember. You have to go online and find that one. It it was creepy and weird and and cool. What about Not, not necessarily gross, but just really creepy what about Jurassic? The balance like the, the four guys that are on that floating platform and when one of them move and there's the, the box on the platform that they all want but whenever one of them moves it shifts the balance of the whole thing you didn't see that one either no you? no you're gonna have i'm gonna make you a little homework assignment after this to watch some things probably well, find that's, them on youtube that's the idea of this episode i think is to you know find out about some stuff that maybe you haven't seen or that you've forgotten so I definitely will check those out. Cool. So, so what were the like the first cartoons you remember as a kid really grooving on? Well, you know, I I remember probably the it had to be Disney stuff. Even watching the Mickey Mouse Club, there'd be some cartoons, but I remember the the only part of the show I really liked was the very beginning when an animated Donald Duck would try to ring the gong and something bad had happened to him each time. <laughs> right. And I remember those those shorts, like uh, the where Huey, Dewey, and Louie would be just pissing Donald off. You know, they were up to some hijinks. Those were always pretty pretty cool. And you're, you're yeah. there was that that one with the uh, the bear. They sometimes they would show that at school. It was the bear and the park ranger, and they were he was trying I mean, to get uh, Yogi Bear. No, nah, it wasn't Yogi though. I think his name was like Herbert or something. And there was a there was this park ranger, and he was trying to get the the bear to pick up the litter. Oh, first you pick it up, put, put it, it in, in the, the bag, bag boom, bump, boom. bump. That's the one, yeah. That's the way it's done. It's a lot of fun. Boom, boom. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Pick so, it up and put it in the bag. Yeah, I remember some, a few Disney shorts being played at school between like educational movies. Because there was there was ones where we saw also the the kind of dinosaur por- portion of Fantasia, I think. In down, like, down in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to keep listing cartoons, and I'll, I'll sing and, and rehearse parts of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I remember that, you know, those are the kind of the Disney stuff that I remember. 
Uh, and then, of course, uh, Looney Tunes. A lot of Bugs Bunny, which yeah, you know, always really appreciated like his his little meaner sense of humor as compared to the Disney stuff, which was always a little more, you know, kind of nice and sweet. And Bugs could be downright mean-spirited. And I always, I always kind of like appreciated that. And Daffy, you know, basically being like this bitter, twisted creature. <laughs> Punching bag. <laughs> right, exactly. I watched a lot of Roadrunner uh, cartoons with my dad. We'd, we'd watch, uh, watch the Roadrunner Bugs Bunny hour together Saturday mornings, eating donuts, watching, watching the Wiley Coyote. And his Acme catalog, doing all these crazy contraptions. That that was awesome stuff. That is awesome stuff, yeah. To this day, I still like uh, show those to the kids. I have some of those DVD sets, and we'll, uh, we'll check those out from time to time. It's great yeah, stuff. Yeah, but after a while, um, Bugs just kind of got a little weird for me, because he'd, he'd do these flashbacks to, you know, imitate Bing Crosby or these people that I had no idea who they were as a kid. Those were kind they of... Were already, like, you know... Old, just old stuff I couldn't relate to. Those were kind of the, the older ones. I think those were from the 40s and 50s, and then the ones that we remember were more of the 60s and, se- and maybe early 70s. So, like, you know, the the one where, uh, where uh, Tweety turns into, gets into Dr. Jekyll's serum. Oh, yeah, it turns into the big yellow bird. <laughs> the uh, big wheezing, great. you know. Bird, that was that was awesome, and so a lot of the in Marvin the Martian, I think that was later too. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the ones that you know that we tend to get more were a little bit later on. Foghorn Leghorn, of course. One of my favorite lines in any cartoon is uh, Foghorn Leghorn talking to that kid that he's always kind of mentoring. Nice yeah. boy, but he's about as sharp as a sack of wet mice. <laughs> I, I actually that. used that line in Jury Duty the other uh, the other. Did week. you really? Yeah. That's awesome. I use that to describe the uh, the public defender. <laughs> I got a smirk. I got a laugh. Yeah, it's a great line. You know what's really weird weirded me out though as a kid about those cartoons. Every once in a while, they just go in this direction that I, I completely couldn't relate to and didn't know what the hell it was all about. One of the things they do is the portrayal of sailors, and I'm not talking about Popeye, but the portrayal of sailors as like these gay ass slapping gay guys did you ever notice that <laughs> the sailors were always just kind of effeminate and and kind of they kind of had the hots for each other or other guys no i didn't notice that you go back as a and matter watch of fact cartoons and, and like, it like randomly bugs bunny will Popeye, encounter some sailors all Popeye does is like chase Olive oil's tail. I mean, that's that's what. Yeah, he, that's well, I'm, his I'm thing. saying not Popeye. So in Popeye, never liked anyway. That's that's just a weird cartoon glorifying date rape, and uh, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that was all about. So you so you don't like the, the surrealness of Popeye or like Betty Boop, where you know things just kind of turn into other things, or or the the surrealism of you know flexing your muscles and having 40 tons of something, you know, show on the arm. That that didn't appeal to you much? No, not at all. No, it, it, to me, it just seemed like the people that were drawing the cartoons were just playing. Like, oh, I can draw this thing. Look, I'll make this thing turn into another thing. Aren't I clever? It was Well, it they were. Like- I mean, that's that's actually, for whatever age you were, pretty astute that, you know, Animation was in its infancy, and those guys were were basically kind of defining what the rules were as they went. 
but it didn't seem like they were trying to define rules to me. It seemed like um, artistic masturbation. Well, you can say that, you know, 40 years later when you're, you can also no, see color cartoons. I'm saying at the time, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like these guys were, were boring me. Like, let, let's just get on to the story. Yeah, okay, you can make an owl turn into a, a cloud. Ooh, ooh, Popeye's muscle is going to get big and it's going to be dynamite inside. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 liked, I like cartoons, but that Popeye and those surreal ones, they never did it for me. Mm-hmm. Well, what what about some of the other stuff? Like some of the things that you'd see before going to the movies, like Mr. Magoo or Woody Woodpecker or Droopy. Do you like those? Those were those were okay. Mr. Magoo, I, I'd laugh at. Woody Woodpecker, I found obnoxious. Droopy was okay. I like the ones that were just one-offs, though. It just like, did you ever see the Wacky Weed? I don't Not know. The, Who this, was in that? Like flower weed type thing that the guy's trying to get out of his yard. No, yeah, I don't you know, think so. Just, just hijinks. It's, Do you know what studio it was from, or or who oh, the animators no. were, or anything like that? No, no. Huh. But I like the cartoons that weren't part of a series. It was just its own little thing. I always thought those were cool. Hmm. That's interesting. So but then there was the other animation you watch. Like, um, did you ever watch Spider-Man, the Spider-Man from the 60s? Yeah, the Spider-Man from the 60s. That was always oh, hilarious because there was like the same three animations of him swinging. Yeah, they just... And they would stick a different a background so it would be like an underground cavern or a jungle or through the city, but it was the exact same motions each time. Yeah, and sometimes he'd be swinging through the city and they'd just cut to the scene of him swinging underground and you'd be like, what? Why? Yeah, I used to. They, just, they didn't care when they made that cartoon. Yeah, that's and, and there's a there's a, a Fantastic Four cartoon that I think it's from around the same time, that's sort of similar, you know, the, that same kind of a style. And also, yeah, I think I think what other the uh, you know Speed Racer I think is '60s and Gigantor I think, which was another cool one. Yes, now Speed Racer super cool, and they would reuse scenes in that, but it, it was done much more carefully and lovingly than, than the Spider-Man stuff. They they tried to make Speed Racer cool. I think they just tried to like churn out film by the foot when they made Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. There, it didn't seem like there was a lot of love to it. You're right about that. But uh, yeah, I used to love all of those. Speed Racer, man, I used to get up before, I, remember, I think it was like first grade, every morning I would get up like 45 minutes early so I could watch Speed Racer before eating breakfast and going to school. Yeah. I just definitely. religiously, I would make sure I was up early because it was on at like 7 a.m. or something. Yeah, and I had a Hot Wheel. That, actually, it was a Matchbox car. Mm-hmm. Not as cool as Hot Wheels, but it looked enough like the Mach 5 that for me it was the Mach 5. I love that car. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome stuff. So, like, what what Saturday morning stuff did you watch? Well, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show was mm-hmm. the main one, but then there are all those other ones, the... Hong Kong Fooey. I always or, loved that one. I always thought that one was great. With Scatman Crothers, uh, Captain Caveman, Speed Buggy. See, okay, all the Speed Buggy, Scooby Doo wannabes. Speed Buggy, I hated, and Jabberjaw, I hated for exactly oh, that reason. Because it was a fucking, you know, it was a Scooby Doo ripoff. With okay, well, we, we've got a gang of kids, teenagers. Let's throw in uh, something different than a dog this time. Yeah. It was just fucking horrible. It used to bug the shit out of me. Yeah, Although, it was Hanna-Barbera, wasn't it? 
I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, all the Hanna Barbera stuff was never quite as good. It always seemed like it was a knockoff. You know, I don't know what studio it was from, but it, it, it was definitely a spinoff. But do you remember Groovy Ghoulies? No. It was like a. It was sort of like a cartoon version of Laugh-In with with monsters, and I think it was a spinoff <laughs> of the Archie's cartoon. Like they appeared and they went to Drax Castle or something in one episode, and then it spun off into its own short series. And it would have like little kind of goofy. It was very comedic, and it would have musical numbers and jokes in between, where like people, you know, the different monsters' face would pop out of different holes in the castle, like laughing, and they would tell really cornball jokes. And it was it was a fun series. I really enjoyed that. But it was only on for like thirteen episodes, I guess. And uh, we'd actually picked that one up on DVD not too long ago. It's pretty cool. The kids like that. It, you know, played at Halloween time and stuff. Yeah. Now, what about, like, uh, the Alex Toth stuff, like Space Ghost and Herculoids? Dude, I, I don't know Space Ghost or Herculoids. The only... See the guy he that did he the also Super did Friends the... Stuff? Yeah, he did the character design on Super Friends. Okay, yeah, I watched Super Friends. But the, the, the defining moment for me, the moment when I stopped watching Super Friends... It was. I, I love Super Friends. This was all into it. Even the Zan and Jaina Wonder Twins activate mm-hmm. stuff when they added them. Still into it a hundred percent. And then one day, one of the Wonder Twins turned into a mouse, and Batman said, "Here, let me put you in my in the Bat Mouse compartment on my utility belt," <laughs> which was, was all the way point. around on the back. <laughs> it was like right up in the front where he keeps his little smoke grenade things. I thought, how many t- What in the hell? How many times is he going to use a bat mouse compartment? It's so important that he has it on his belt. And like everything fell apart for me at that. I think I tried to watch it after that, and it was just, it was not the same. That, See, it was the end of the innocence. I always had a very extremely mixed feelings about Super Friends for exactly that reason that that the Wonder Twins would never turn into cool shit. They would always turn into something idiotic like a bucket of ice and a sloth. Yeah, an armadillo. What the fuck? There was nothing cool about that. And it was the same problem that I had with like Blue Falcon that Cool show, cool idea. You've got Blue Falcon. He's pretty badass. And then you've got Dino-Mutt. There always has to be some bullshit comedic, like, you know, comedy thing thrown in. Why can't you just have a badass superhero cartoon? And frankly, it took until probably Batman the Animated Series, maybe, for for somebody to come out with a series that, like, didn't totally pander to kids. Yeah, with with yeah, trying right. to you know you, you don't need to throw some comedic bullshit. Kids will, are smart enough to turn on a comedy cartoon if they want to watch a comedy cartoon. But so you know, and that was my problem with like a Jabberjaw or any of that shit was just the 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 idiotic uh, comedic character that was thrown in there for no good reason. Yeah, Scooby Doo, he was enough. You didn't need Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo was overkill. Or a Scooby Dumb, his cousin. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just, you know what we do want more on Scooby-Doo? More monsters. Give us more fucking cool monsters. How about that? It may be a, les- a lesbian scene. Yeah, <laughs> throw that in. That would be awesome. You know, Daphne and Velma getting it on. Daphne and Velma. I think they've always Freaking been Freaking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, yeah. But uh, other other shows, kind of that superhero. I, I did, I remember digging Thundar the Barbarian. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Johnny Quest, of course. 
Yeah. But then, you know, what really, really absolutely opened up the universe to me was, um, I don't even know what came first, Heavy Metal or was it Wizards? One of those two movies. Probably Heavy Where, Metal, huh? I, no, may, no wait, be. maybe it could have been Wizards. But Ralph Bakshi, right? God, you're so good at the names. Did How Wizards. I know? I, I'm, I'm lucky to know that both those were done by the same people. Yeah. But yeah, it was just it was animation, but it wasn't cute. It was wasn't it, funny necessarily. It was just made to be a kick-ass movie. Right. And it was animated, and that you know totally captured my imagination because I was always drawing silly pictures mm-hmm. and, and cool pictures, trying to draw cool pictures, and to have someone make them move and make a cool story. Oh, uh, you know what? You go back and you watch Heavy Metal today, mm-hmm. and that scene with the big bird-like creature that she gets on at the yeah. sword. That bird has no butthole. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Why do you care? So an, an animator needs to spend swooping time from you and animating the butthole? Dude, There's what's no wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with the bird? <laughs> Things going to explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bakshi, he also did Fritz the Cat, and I think that he was uh, anatomically correct, wasn't he? Was he? <laughs> I think so. There's a bunch of sex in that movie, I believe. I haven't seen it myself. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> Another, and he also did the uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie, which yeah, was like yeah, the that, first that didn't half. Quite, with that, that didn't quite work. That because of that rotoscope thing that they did, where they took like real people and they filmed them and they kind of animated over them. Yeah, but so it had kind of it. that odd sort of a look to it. Yeah, that just looked poorly done to me. Mm-hmm. I, I would I like the Hobbit where it was the Rankin Bass and, yeah that was that was yeah. awesome I remember that uh, who who turned me on this this kid Shane Hayward told me about the Hobbit when I was in like third or fourth grade it was going to be on TV and he was all telling us about the story and I was just kind of wow that sounds really cool and then well, you didn't read that book as a kid or, I, I or did like uh, the next year I read it in fourth grade and that was that was when I read the book so it must have been third grade when I uh, first saw the movie. And, uh, yeah, after that, it was, like, every year, like, clockwork when it would come on. I'd, I made sure to be there and watch that. That was awesome. And then they came out with, uh, what was it, uh, Two Towers and Return of the King? So they kind of, they finished off where the uh, the Ralph Bakshi movie left off. And so with, but with the the, the same Rankin-Bass look as The Hobbit. Yeah, good stuff. It, yeah, you know, as we got older, there were more and more animated movies. Everything from the one of the best movies of all time the iron giant to you know much more adult fare like akira and mm-hmm. so are you a are you a miyazaki fan i should be the, it, the stuff i i appreciate it i i've watched a little of it but it it's not what i it's not what i gravitate to you know i respect it but it's not it doesn't it doesn't quite do it for me well, so I can kind of I can see that with some of them, but he he, he kind of casts such a wide net that uh, you know his stuff varies quite a bit. Like My Neighbor Totoro and Princess Mononoke are kind of two totally different things. One's like sort of a, a sweet tale of a, a girl who's lonely and her friendship with this creature, and the other one is like this kind of very sort of a brutal treatise on nature. And, you know, what we're doing to the planet is very violent and kind of gruesome. 
And interestingly enough, neither of those are kind of my favorites. Uh, the ones I like are Porco Rosso, which is about Yeah, this. that was a good one. I like that. That one's awesome. Spirited Away, which rules. I love mm-hmm. that movie. And uh, Howl's Moving Castle, which just came out a couple of years ago, which re- was really amazing. And yeah, I still haven't seen that one. I think he has a new one that's coming out soon, too. Why not? So, so uh, Disney-wise, like, what are your favorite movies out of their, their full feature-length films? Was Hercules uh, Disney? Yeah, it was. Okay, I'd, I'd say Hercules was probably my was probably my favorite. Little Mermaid was was kind of good. Oh, not yeah. kind of good. Little Mermaid was good. I love and, uh, I love Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. You know, as, as a kid watching Jungle Book. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about Disney films though is they always had to have freaking songs in them, and when the songs would always just drag things down for me. Well, I think that that to me is what makes a good Disney, that Disney kind of lives or dies on the strength of the music. So 101 Dalmatians with Cruella DeVille, that's a great movie. Yeah, Jungle Book with... Uh, I'm the king of the swingers. Yo. You know, I have done more so- singing in this <laughs> podcast than all of the other podcasts. Yeah, Bare Necessities and uh, I Want to Be Like You are, are yeah. awesome. And so that's why that movie is great. Little Mermaid, all again kiss the girl and uh under the sea or great you know great numbers and so that makes that and when they the later movies have the, the music isn't quite up to snuff then you have shitty disney movies so I, I, I those are the ones that i like and that's why i like them because the music is really good in them unfortunately then you've got pixar who doesn't really live and die by the music that's about story and so yeah. you know their their movies t- tend to be on the whole quite a bit stronger i think yeah, you know, The Incredibles is maybe one of the best movies ever. That, that is just absolutely timeless. Th- that works on so many levels. I love that movie. Oh, same here. Same guy who did Brad Bird. Same guy who did Iron yeah, Giant. Yeah, Brad Bird. Exactly. And Ratatouille. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's great. Cars, too, which wasn't all that great, I didn't think. I, I like Cars. I like Cars a lot. I thought that, that, that one I thought was kind of neat in the way that you know, it, it may not speak to you, but if you were of the generation who's kind of the car generation. If I was a car. Yeah, I, I think that that speaks to a lot of people on a certain level that are that are in, that are are in big into cars in a nostalgic sort of a way. So I have a lot of respect for that movie. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and you know, uh, they're, they may, now that they make animated movies for grown-ups, and they've also done the, the whole thing where it's, it's supposed to. It's funny because it's animated, but it's gross. But because it's animated, you're supposed to still think it's innocent. That that thing is getting overdone. What do you mean, like, like Family like Guy? Billy's or what? Like Family Guy? No, Family Guy is okay because it doesn't. It's not. It, the I don't know. The animation part of it doesn't right. doesn't make you think. But, oh, but the content of it is. Yeah, that, that Family Guy would be just as funny if it was live actors or torqued. animated. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of have a game we play, which is how long can you leave the Family Guy episode on before you have to turn it because the kids are in the room? And generally, it's like less than five minutes. <laughs> you show... really have to have your finger on the remote, too. <laughs> you do, yeah, you do. Because Julio kind of give me the eye if, if I don't. But uh... Yeah, but some, there's some stuff out now that's poorly animated, and it's crappy, and you're just supposed to like it because it's so bad, and mm-hmm. because it's so poorly animated, and they need to stop that. Well, let's let's I, let's back up a little bit. I mean, I think that a lot of the more kind of adult 
TV series cartoons sort of point back to Ren and Stimpy. That to me, that was like the first one that was kind of gross and funny and crazy and out there. And clearly, you know, whether you liked it or not, a lot of love was put into those episodes that they were done kind of old school, you know, and, and that that passed on. And I mean, that the influence that that show had, like you can yeah. make the argument, there's no SpongeBob SquarePants without Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah. And Ren and Stimpy did what I was talking about well, because it looked innocent and old, you know, retro and old fashioned. But it was definitely, you know, the, the rubber nipper, nipple salesman, for God's sake. <laughs> right, exactly. But it looks like a, an old-fashioned cartoon. For space madness. He's got the space madness. Oh, my favorite. That that and uh, Ren and Stimpy's Untamed World were my two favorite, which was like their version of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh, dude, that episode kills me. And uh, it's the, a, the, the, the Ren Hoek that climbs up and he inflates his neck his neck sack and Stimpy says, Nice <laughs> sack, man. I love that. Awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then and so then you kinda go from Ren and Stimpy to I don't know, is South Park like the next stepping stone? I mean, Simpsons was already around. So, you know, the the classic that it was and, and kind of, you know, you have Futurama and Family Guy which kind of come from that arm of things. And then I, I think the weirder sort of countercultural, in a way, cartoons, you get into like your South Park, Invader Zim, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Which And then, God bless this, uh, the stuff on Adult Swim, which is hit and miss. Some of it is utter garbage, Assy McGee or whatever, and some of it is, is pretty funny. Venture Brothers. Venture Metal, Brothers. Metalocalypse. Metalpocalypse. Well, and and I, can, I can kind of get if people don't like Metalocalypse, because... It's really stupid and it's really gruesome, but as a metalhead god, I love that show. Oh, well, any cartoon that has a scene where <laughs> members of the band are attempting to suck their own penises. <laughs> I mean, and the and the thing is that the music is almost always great, and that's yeah. again what makes that show work is that the guy is like such a metal fan. So yeah, I actually yeah, he knows what he's doing. So. He does. Did I t- did did you know I saw them live? I did know you saw them live. Yeah, they brought the the Death Clock show to town uh, in the spring, and it was freaking pretty damn cool. It was, you know, the Brendan Small, and he's got a band, and they were playing with cartoons that were actually kind of music videos that were different than the things you had seen on the show, which they would play, and then they would do kind of skits on the screen in between those. And it was pretty awesome. But on, on the one hand, it was really cool. On the other hand, it was so canned that there didn't feel like there, there it didn't really feel like there was much spontaneity. And that would have been cool to have, you know, uh, Brendan making more jokes like in Nathan Explosion's voice or something that had to do with like where they were, you know, just something a little more, a little more room to be topical. It kind of came off as as kind of just a canned show in that way. But it was still awesome. I was glad I went. Yeah, well, it's hard to interact with something that's animated it's you know pre-made that they took hundreds or thousands of hours to make you can't it's right. not going to improvise with you yeah you got to do it like pink floyd where you just have these amazing animated things playing in the background yeah the the wall that was that was an amazing you know the little bit of an animation at the time yeah now that you bring that up i mean the the marching hammers and the vagina flowers 
and all that stuff. I mean, there was a pretty bird war that as it's going over the landscape, you know, it's the its shadow is just turning everything into desolation and everything was really sharp and angular and had disturbing uh, camera angles to it. And that was that was really original and well done. Did did Welcome you, to the Machine? Yeah, do you know did Ralph that? Steadman have something to do with the character designs on that? Is it, well, it sort of it. yeah, it sort of has his look to it. I wonder. I should look that up. Look hey, that if up. anybody knows, give us a call in on our uh, hotline and let us know. Yeah, was that we don't Steadman? Have Google. Yeah, we're not googling right <laughs> Sorry. now. We're Googleless. We're we are Googleless. Google be <laughs> oh, singing again. Won't find a Google anywhere on our computer. No, it doesn't go anyway. So what else? Hey, so were you much of a fan of like uh, Tartakovsky stuff? So uh, Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls, and then kind of going into uh, what was his name, Craig McCracken, and then going into uh, uh, the first Star Wars Clone Wars. That would be no, 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 and no. Really, I I, I like all that stuff. Very kind of clean, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jacks was the shit. Good to look at. Oh, I love. I really like the way it looks, but there's like no story there. Really. I get bored after a while. Oh, dude, I don't know how you could say that. There's that one episode where that is completely silent, where Jack has to like he, he he hears that there may be a portal back to his time on this tower, and there's these three blind archers that only respond to sound. So there, I don't think that there's much, maybe two, three words spoken in the whole episode, and it's all him trying to sneak to the tower past these these blind archers. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm talking about. It's just all all visual, and you take a storyline that's essentially ten seconds of story and stretch it out into half an hour. It's really cool to look at, but it I have a short attention span. Wow, I, I think that's crazy, man. That's like saying, well, you know, this painting sucks because it doesn't have rock music behind it. <laughs> it's not actually. Like You're a cartoonist for Christ's sake. You you can't afford to have that attitude. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, clearly I can't because <laughs> I don't make very much money at this whole cartoon thing. So if someone wants to pay me a lot of money for uh, cartoons, call into the show. And uh, he'll put music to them. <laughs> my my uh, mailman lady today said uh, complimented me on the, my most recent mailbox, the one with the Kraken on it, which has been getting a lot of good comments. Oh, I don't think I've seen She's that like, one. Oh, Have you posted you, you, a picture of it on your site? Uh, yeah, I did today. It had oh, cool. been around for a while. I thought I sent you a picture. Oh, anyway, yeah, but she's like, you should do that. You you could do that for a living. You make that a company. <laughs> How many fucking mailboxes do I have to do? <laughs> cool. Oh no, so there, I'm, I'm just gonna keep doing it for me. Yeah, you know, that's I did one for you, didn't I? The second did, mailbox yeah. I ever. Did, I have a I did flaming mailbox. It's awesome. You're it's flaming. getting a little rained on though. It needs a touch up. God, I imagine. Yeah, I've done many mailboxes since then at my house because they. The paint job goes to hell. Yeah, and we well, could, I imagine that the Davis Sun is actually a lot harder on it than the Seattle rain. It might be, at least for bleaching out the colors. I'm sure. Yeah, what what's tougher on things? Putting them in a blast furnace or putting them in your sink? <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess it depends on the things. Yeah. So, are we going to tell filthy jokes or? Sure. Or yeah. So, uh, is that all the animation you wanted to talk about? That's all the animation. I, I like told you I have short attention span. I've already Sweet. bored myself. <laughs> well, I thought it was good stuff. There's a few things there I need to to re- refresh my memory on. 
Speaking of which, uh, we definitely like to open the conversation up to the listeners as well. So if there are any awesome cartoons that we are totally forgetting about, uh, please call us on the Bone Bat hotline at 206-339-3360 or drop us an email at steve at bonehand.com. And thanks for joining us on this little journey. A journey down memory lane for cool. animation. Speaking of memory lane, yeah, long, long ago, you might recall... It was a flood. And Noah put two of every animal on the ark. Mm-hmm. And, except for the unicorns and the dinosaurs. They fucked up. They didn't get on the boat. Anyway, as soon as the ark's door was closed, Noah called a meeting with all the animals. He's, and he goes, listen up. There will be absolutely no sex on this trip. <laughs> so all of you males, you take off your penises right now, hand them, hand them in, and uh, I'll write you a receipt. And after we, we see land, turn in your receipt, and I'll give you back your penis. So after about a week, the rabbit is just going nuts. And he, he storms into his wife's cage, and he's all excited. He's going, quick, quick, get on my shoulders, look out the window, see if there's any land out there. So Mrs. Rabbit does, and she looks out, and, you know, it's just water, just water and sky. So, oh, sorry, no land. Damn. Next day comes in, exact same thing. This goes on for like a week. Finally, Mrs. Rabbit goes, what's the matter with you? You know, it's supposed to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And after the waters, the floods have receded, we'll see land, and, and, and that's that. So why are you getting so wound up about this thing? Rabbit looks around, sees if anyone's paying attention. He pulls this receipt out of his pocket. He shows her, he goes, look. I got the horse's receipt. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big penis joke for you. Well, that's pretty good. Huh. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, all right, go ahead. What's your filter? So speaking joke? of penises, there's this uh, this guy, he works in a restaurant. He comes, he comes home from work, and he's watching TV with his wife. And his wife can tell that he, he seems kind of like he's just, uh, you know... He's caught up in thought. He's not really in the moment. And she says, well, honey, what's wrong? He says, well, I, I don't really want to talk about it. No, 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 come on. You can be honest with me. Well, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I kind of feel weird talking about it. Come on, just just tell me. Okay, well, you know, I, as you know, I work in a restaurant, and I just, I, I've been kind of feeling lately like I really have this urge to stick my dick in the pickle slicer. And she says, <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know what I can say to you about that, but, you know, you probably should speak to someone about it because that, that can't be a healthy attitude to have. You know, an urge like that, uh, that that's a little worrying. And he said, well, you know, I, I think I'll think about it. He, he kind of, they leave it at that. So then a week later, the husband comes home and he's just all smiles. He's completely happy. He's at peace. And his, his wife asks him, well, you know, what happened? You, 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 to- you seem totally different, like you're changed. He says, well, I finally did it. I put my dick in the pickle slicer. The wife says, well, what happened? He says, well, I got fired. The wife said, well, what happened with the pickle slicer? And he says, oh, she got fired too. <laughs> ah, that's funny. No, it's not funny? No, that, that is funny. I liked it. All right. What is the definition of making love? I give up. Something a woman does while the guy's fucking her. We had a two for this week. Why is the space between a woman's breast and her hips called the waist? <laughs> Why? Because you could easily fit another set of tits in there. 
Well, you're on a roll tonight. Well, thank you. Uh, at risk of continuing this misogynistic streak I seem to have found myself on, this uh, beautiful woman falls off a 50-story building. Don't ask me how. And as she's falling, she falls about 10 floors, and this guy catches her. And she says, save me, save me. He says, well, fuck me. She says, no way. So he drops her. So she falls another 10 floors. And this another guy catches her. She says, save me, save me. He says, well, give me a hand job. She says, no. So he drops her too. She falls another 10 floors and another guy catches her. He says, she says, save me, save me. He says, give me a blow job. She says, no. So he, he drops her too. She falls another 10 floors and another guy finally catches her. And she says, oh, save me, save me, please. I'll fuck you. I'll suck you off. I'll give you a hand job, anything you want. He says, fucking slut, and he drops her. <laughs> you should have uh, stopped at the pickle slicer. <laughs> That's all I got. That's the jokes for this week. Okay. Anything else? No, I, I think that's it. Sweet. Well, as always, uh, you can find us, uh, our new content at bonehand.com every Sunday. New cartoons on Mighty Wombat every Thursday. Uh, we love feedback, so drop us a line at steve at or our hotline on the Bonehand page. You ought to thank the band. Oh, yeah. Thank you, band. And thanks to Anchorhead for uh, joining us on this episode. Uh, we appreciate the music. You guys rule. The amazing Anchorhead hail from the UK, and you can check out their tunes on your own at MySpace slash Anchorhead Darth Metal. Uh, they've got a pretty good selection of uh, their stuff there. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like they really have any merch yet, so no T-shirts, no CDs, but hopefully at some point they will grace us with a CD of their uh, amazing music. Uh, again, we love the stuff. Thanks, guys, for letting us include it on the show. Uh, oh, yeah, also a couple of quick movie plugs. Uh, our friends at Drunken Zombie are hosting a film night. So if you happen to be in Peoria, Illinois on October 9th at 7 p.m. at the Willow Knowles Theater, uh, Drunken Zombie will be spinning uh, It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To and Zombie Apocalypse. That sounds like an awesome evening. I wish I could be there. And if anybody goes, you need to call the Bone Bat Hotline from the show and check in. 206-339-3360. Give us a shout-out from the show. We want to hear how awesome the Drunken Zombie movie night is. Uh, also, a couple of days later, on October 11th, in Seattle here, we have the Revenant Film Festival, which is a, a zombie film festival. It's taking place from 4 p.m. to midnight at the Museum of History and Industry in McCurdy Park. Uh, Julie and I will be attending, so uh, if you do stop in, uh, say hi to us. I'll be wearing a Drunken Zombie t-shirt. So uh, I think that's about it for the plugs. Anything else you can think of, Gord? I can think of absolutely nothing. Uh, and that's all we've got. Take it easy, folks. Peace out.
you could easily fit another set of tits in there. 